Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. So today I wanted to talk about briefly, um, just had this past season where I basically featured a lot of animators. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was in my um, class that I took, Drawing in Motion, which was a great class. Uh, Really, really welcoming people in the animation community. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what I learned from being in an animation class. Being an illustrator and not really coming from an animation background it was hard I'm gonna tell you animators work super hard you know I always think illustrators draw pretty well but man animators are fantastic so my reflections on what I learned from being an animation class is that doing something that is outside of your comfort zone can be a really good thing that is number one so in my course of study as a graduate student, we have these electives. And at first I was like, oh, you know, I got to jump out of major to get these electives done. I don't know about this. I was very hesitant. And I started doing some research and I looked back upon my internship I did with a il- children's book illustrator and um, some of the comments that I got about how I could improve my work. And that was gesture. Well, animators are fantastic at capturing gesture when they're doing their character designs. There's so much that we tell within the pose and the positioning of your hands and your feet, you know, the twist of your hips and uh, your shoulders slanting and things like that, um, that are really important for uh, children's book stories and being able to tell a story with character. And I really love that part of it. I was like, oh my gosh, could I do this all day? Yes, I enjoyed the the drawing and the assignments that we had to do in that class. It was so much fun. Um, so going outside of something and doing something that you feel like, oh, this is going to be really hard because I don't know anything about it really, or I feel like I don't know truly what it's about. Um, you know, it's funny because I actually taught an animation class and I always felt like I was so out of my depth because you can watch the YouTube videos, you can buy the books, but you really have to buckle down and do animation. So taking that class forced me to create three um, animations by the end of it. And I am nowhere near being an adept animator, but I really gained a sense of like, that I can do something that is really hard. <laughs> I don't think I had done anything quite that hard in a long time. I will say it was probably the hardest thing I'd ever done in quite some time. So uh, pushing yourself, learning something new, and not being as afraid to try something that it makes you feel like you're out of your depth is okay. And number two, animators are super nice and they're super friendly and super kind. Um, I really enjoyed the personalities in the class that I was in. Um, I feel like they could see my struggle <laughs> and they were really like, I, I, they were so nice. Some of them I'd message and be like, I don't know why this is, you know, I just, I keep doing it over and over again. And you know, they were honest. They were like, you know, it's just one of those things. It's going to take time. There's no quite the quick hack on it. And it's one of those things if you've never, I'd never done anything more than like three frames or so, like maybe 12 frames, to be honest. So I'd never made an animation beyond 12 frames. So doing something that encompassed, I think it was 150. I, I got close on some of them to like 200 frames. 
that is a different ballpark. And so when you talk to them, they were just like, you know, you have to do it over and over and over again. Um, and it's okay. It's okay if you make a lot of mistakes. You just have to pivot and be willing to change. And um, those fellow animators were just so kind to say, you know, what you're experiencing is completely normal. <laughs> and they have just had a lot of experience because it was a graduate level class. And, um, so, you know, they had experience in industry. They had done work um, for other people in animation. So um, there is a high level of, um, of ability and craftsmanship. And you just realize where you are now those other people, they have had to put years of hard work and dedication and sweat and effort to make it seem so effortlessly and like they're masterful at it. And so it's like anything, you know, whether you're playing a sport or you're learning to do something new, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up, you know, and if it's something you really like, you know, you can keep pursuing it and trying it again. Um, with that said, I would, if I could probably take a lower level animation class, I would, um, or something, maybe even motion graphics, you never know. But I do love that about um, just watching in motion. It's still fascinating. You go like, wow, it's moving. It feels like it has a total different dimension. The third thing I feel like um, I got out of taking an animation class was probably consistency. I, you know, I struggled out with even my illustration work because I want to work in children's books and go back to doing some beautiful stories. Um, but what I really realized is uh, animators are very consistent and it, it's like from frame to frame, how do you get that consistency? And it's no different than when you're doing a children's book story that you have to have consistent characters, even though I'm not doing frames per se, thank goodness, but I'm doing, you know, if I'm doing 32 page children's books, um, how do you get that consistency in the character and the setting and the place and being really mindful about that? Um, really helped in that animation class, like consistency. And I was always striving to be like, and looking back and forth, you just go back to the, you know, previous couple of friends, you're like, man, like that consistency, it really was really tough. But doing that over the course of 150 frames, uh, or to 200 frames, you were like, oh, you do pick up on some things that within your workflow that help you be a little bit more consistent. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a struggle for me. It was like a real hard task to try to be consistent. Um, but what I took away from that is huge about like how I can apply that into my illustration work. So um, I'd say those were the top three things that I learned from jumping outside of, uh, of a class that wasn't an illustration class and taking animation. But yeah, I applaud anybody who's an animator. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this season because they're wonderfully talented people. They were a super fun to interview and uh, animation, you know, animators. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And um, I'm so glad that I <laughs> stuck with it and kept into that class because, man, it was so hard. But it was like at the end of it, I was like, I can't believe um, I did what I did. And that, that was a sense of accomplishment that I hadn't felt in a while. And also um, the, um, you know, the professor really encouraged like, you know, drawing, drawing from life. You know, animators do that a lot. So this is another tip. 
there is that thing about having a sketchbook and drawing for life. I miss it now because I go like, I need more time to draw from life. I want to draw outdoors. I want to do landscapes. One of the biggest things, if you do draw from life and you have a sketchbook and you do this daily practice or weekly practice, whatever you can get in, your drawings are going to level up because you are paying attention to spatial relationships. Um, I think as an illustrator, um, you know, working really a lot with photography, photograph reference, um, you are really kind of forget where you are in terms of relationship to the subject, the object that you're drawing. And so I found that when I was utilizing my sketchbook, I really paid attention to that. I was literally there in the moment and I could really pay attention. Well, how big is that object in relationship to me as the viewer? And so when I'm doing a children's book, I'm thinking about, is that thing really too small? Because we'll have a tendency of making things um, probably smaller than they really are in relationship to where the camera would be. So paying attention to those things. Um, another thing I found that I absolutely love about doing a sketchbook and drawing for life um, is that behaviors of people. People, when we're not being watched, behave a certain way and you get more natural poses that you would not get. Like I was drawing some ducks on a pond. You don't get from a photograph two ducks that are, you know, I don't know, husband and wife. They're a little couple. But you don't see in a photograph. I mean, video helps a lot. That was another thing. If you can, use video instead. But you don't see the relationship between those two um, creatures. And so you don't pick up from a photograph that the, the male duck is very protective. He cares about the, the female duck. And she's like the, you know, um, doing her thing. And he's watchfully like puffing out his chest and things like that. Or like when you watch um, people and they the way they sit and slouch, how they pull their, you know, hunch their shoulders off, those kind of things you don't always pick up in a photograph and you get a more natural sense when I'm drawing something or like, especially kids. Um, children are always constantly in motion and if you draw children, the way they turn in their feet and they might even put one foot on top of another foot, it's like a very awkward pose but it's very natural to the kids or the way that they're always kind of asymmetrical and their arms and you know legs are just like all over the place but those kind of things sometimes you just won't catch from a photograph and you won't get that unique pose that you can always reference in your brain later on inside another drawing and I find myself once I was doing that regular sketchbook practice um, I would just recall something that I had drawn and knew right away, well, this is the pose that I want in this place because I've seen it before, I've drawn it before, and it's a lot of that muscle memory. So definitely, that's a fourth, sorry, fourth thing, do a sketchbook, have a daily sketchbook practice. And oh yeah, I also had another professor, she encouraged having that sketchbook. So it was like that quarter, I had two um, professors just saying, you really need to do it. And then I finally was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it and do it. And then I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. And I realized I like doing landscapes. I like going outdoors and drawing trees. Uh, yeah, they seem kind of boring, but you know, they're so organic and the little branches bearing out and things like that. I found things that I was like, and you really stop and pay attention to things because you're really looking. 
and uh, so it's a little bit different when you're using sketchbooks. So I highly recommend it. So those are the four top things that I would suggest if you do an animation class, you will definitely level up and you will probably find that it segues into if you are an illustration major it will definitely help you level up in terms of your illustration work so um, and you'll meet a ton of really cool people so that that itself is really great and friendly so thank you guys for listening I appreciate it next season I'm super excited because I love book illustration and I feel like next quarter I will be featuring a lot of the book illustrators that I met in my book illustration class. Fantastic group of people, love their personalities, so super excited for you guys to hear that next season. All right, thanks for listening, thanks for your support.